Hey folks, Lori Baltimore here with another edition of Hyperwave. Hyperwave is a failed concept that won't go anywhere. You can find me here each week, not giving a shit if you listen at all. That was a little mean. <clears throat> that was a little mean. Um, I'm taking the show in a new direction to my one listener who's been listening since the beginning. I appreciate you. But uh, this podcast sucks. And... Um, I don't want to make it for you anymore. I'd rather just make it for myself. Um, and I think you're stupid and ugly. How's that feel? Okay? That's how little I care about you. I just insult you. You're dumb. You suck. Okay? Now, this episode, <clears throat> I'm going to call How Not to Live Your Life. All right? And it's going to be a how-to guide. Uh, it's, a, it's actually a how not to guide. You don't see too many of those. All right? And I'm copywriting that idea, so don't even think about it. Hasbro. Okay. So, see, I'm not even going to edit this out. I'm drinking some water. Okay. Mmm. Mmm. Look at that. <clears throat> Production value. Garbage. Okay. Now, the reason I want to call this How Not to Live Your Life is because of what really motivated me to create this episode. And that is... I just ate a whole meal, a whole meal, okay, dipping each bite in mayonnaise. That's what I did. It's sitting on my coffee table right now. I haven't even picked up the trash, and I haven't put the cap back on the mayonnaise. That's what I'm doing. That's how I'm spending my night, okay? I'm off for the next two days. I've been back to work. Lockdown is over for me. The fun's over. And I celebrated my Friday night eating a really shitty burger with some really shitty fries dipped in mayonnaise. I could have requested a sauce. I could have gotten some sort of a delicious sauce to go with my food. Rather... I grabbed a 32-ounce jar of mayonnaise out of my fridge and ate a lot of it, okay? Now, mayonnaise is 110 calories per tablespoon, okay? I'm a calorie counter because I used to be super mega mucho large, so I, I count calories. So I peeped it when I was grabbing it out of my fridge. <clears throat> 110 calories per tablespoon. I must have ate two cups of it, two whole cups. I probably ate 2,000 calories in mayonnaise. And another calorie in just really shitty garbage food. That's what I did today. Don't do that. Do not do that. Okay? That's bad for you. A little bit of life advice from D. From from LB. Lori Baltimore. Okay? Usually I'm very philosophical on this show. That was the whole point. <clears throat> I don't like that. I don't like over, over, you know, like... I love philosophy. You know, I, I love it. Um, I do read a lot of it. I did. I used to know a shitload. I mean, it was my whole life. Okay, I used to be like number nine in the world on Quiz Up on the philosophy um, game mode. Okay, of Quiz Up, it was like my whole life. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you who I am. Lori Baltimore, LB. Okay, now philosophy's fucking stupid. Okay, and this is good. This goes along to the point of what not to do with your life. Don't read philosophy. All right. Now, <clears throat> there's a little caveat there. You can read philosophy 
and really entertain the idea. It's very fun. You know, it's like a little workout for your brain. You get to say, ooh, yes, well, well, what if, you know, what if there is just two main substances in the world and, you know, <clears throat> all there is is physical matter and then there's just some sort of a thought substance there and, you know, none of us really exist. It's all just one substance, mate. You know, that, I mean, like, that's fun or whatever, <clears throat> but it's dumb because if you're the type of person who can read um, things like existentialist philosophers, like Albert Camus, like the main, Albert Camus, okay, Albert Camus, if you're a good old-fashioned American, he said, isn't the most important philosophical, the only philosophical question is whether or not to kill yourself. <clears throat> Why are you reading that? Why the fuck are you reading that? Albert Camus, obviously his answer is don't kill yourself. Okay, that you, I mean, you're, it's clickbait. It's clickbait in the 1940s or whenever he was a, a French person doing his thing. Okay, the thing about philosophy is if you read a shitload of it and it doesn't ruin your life, then you're too stupid to read it, <clears throat> right? You're too fucking dumb. If you're reading all of this shit and it doesn't totally warp how you see the world and it doesn't create a pit of despair and anxiety inside of you, you're too dumb to even understand it. Because you're not understanding the implications of, th of things. And you're not taking to heart the validity, you know, the validity of, of certain arguments that destroy your worldview. Okay, now, I did that. I was very in much into philosophy, and it ruined my life. It drove me cuckoo quackers. Insane. Okay? I literally, for a while there, I thought that your entire life was nothing but a whisper. Okay, and this is something that I got from a mushroom trip one time, okay, mixed with all the crazy shit I'd read, take some hallucinogenic drugs, you got yourself a cocktail for losing your fucking mind, and I was like, you know what, life is a whisper, nothing's real, the world is arbitrary, there's no purpose for the way that things are in themselves, truth is just a cultural historical set of signifiers, you know, all of this jargon, stupid shit. All this post-structuralist, you know, fucking existentialist bullshit. And it drove me completely insane. Don't do that. Philosophy is dangerous. Dangerous. Les lesons dangerous. It's not good for your brain. And so... All of these hyperwave episodes that I've made so far, I don't even know if I'm going to continue doing hyperwave. But I know for sure that if I keep doing it, it's not going to be how it has been before. So if you've liked that, stop liking stuff like that. Okay, go back to listening to your, I don't know, Jordan Jordan Peterson videos or go watch Joe Rogan and, and like have actual philosophers talk to you. I don't want to do that because I don't. You know, like, what am I going to... I'm going to keep telling you that the world means nothing and everything's fucking false, you know? Because I just feel like that's what people want to hear, you know? That's like, I figure, you know, when I was the stoner guy in college and everybody loved to get stoned with me because I would just talk about, you know, philosophy and I'd be like, man, you know, if you think about it, man, like, fucking, aren't the stars, you know, there's no... There's no center to the universe, man. So if you treat the stars as the center of the universe, man, we're just a star. 
Right. And then have you ever thought about how to the aliens, where are the aliens, man? And they're not scared of us. So why are we scared of them? You know, stupid shit. You know, what I just said is meaningless garbage, but that was that was who I was. You know, and I <clears throat> I figured when I made this podcast that I could channel that. That was the, probably the only time in my life that I felt like I had any sort of true identity or purpose. So I figured I would channel that, you know, and, and make people go, wow. But, like, I don't really care what you think is interesting. And all of that stuff that I've been talking about is fucking dumb. You shouldn't... I mean, and this goes back to the whole point of all the episodes. If you If you've listened to even one episode, at the end I go, you know, fuck that. Fuck all the noise. You know, you don't know. You, you're not, what do you, you don't know shit. You're stupid like I am. Just stop worrying so much about it. Just do you. That was pretty much the point of every episode of Hyperwave so far. And I think that that's so true that I don't even want to talk about philosophy anymore. Maybe sometimes. But I'd rather talk about eating a meal and dipping it all in mayonnaise. And it's Trader Joe's mayonnaise. It's not, um, what is that? Hellman's own? Is that what that's called? Or is that butter? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about with the yellow label with the blue on it? That mayonnaise. It wasn't even the good stuff. Speaking of which, dude, this actually brings me to a good point here. I want to become a Miracle Whip guy, you know? Mm. Not editing that out, baby. Um, I want to be a Miracle Whip guy. I don't know any Miracle Whip guys. I don't know a single person who eats Miracle Whip unironically. I don't even know one who eats Miracle Whip, ironically. So, I want to be that guy. Where people are like, ew, Miracle Whip, that's fucking disgusting. I'm like, dude, Miracle Whip's dank. What the fuck are you talking about? And then and then get them to try a little bit, and then, and then eventually they do it, you know? And then I can be like, that'll be a big part of my identity is liking Miracle Whip. That's how much of an identity crisis I've been in. Probably since at least... 23 yeah 23 when I moved when I moved out to Seattle and and just a little bit before that so yearning to have any semblance of selfhood and to be confident in who I am as a person that I'm going to start liking a certain type of mayonnaise to differentiate myself that's what I'm doing now this is why I'm saying this is how not to live your life don't do that just ideally you just are who you are you don't put too much thought into it if you like mayonnaise eat mayonnaise if you don't like miracle whip do not eat miracle whip i'm gonna go out of my way to enjoy miracle whip it's like somebody who is drinking beer for the first time and they're like you know when i first started drinking beer i was like okay this is fucking gross but i'm gonna need to drink it because it's cool to like beer and men like beer so i i'm going to have to learn to like it that's what I'm going to do with Miracle Whip, dude. Sugary, tangy, a third of the calories. What's not to like? You know? I think that's good. I did the same thing uh, with the Grateful Dead. I didn't know a single deadhead. I didn't know a single one. And I think there's this big meme about deadheads. You know? And that, like, there's always that one guy, man, who loves the dead and wears a drug rug and, like, fucking loves mushrooms and shit. Or there's always one dude who's, like, wears tie-dye and he's, like, a hippie. I don't know any of those guys. 
I don't know a single one of those dudes. I don't even see them. I don't see them in the street, at least not very often. So I was like, I, maybe I want to be that guy. You know, I just think it'd be funny. That's why I do a lot of the things that I do. I just think it would be hilarious. I want to get a sleeve of tattoos. I'm I'm tattooless. I'm tattooless. I've got a blank slate, tabula rasa, as John Locke would say. I'm going to sprinkle in a little philosophy there. Um, Yeah, and I just want to get the Mountain Dew logo. I think that that would be really cool. Mountain Dew logo, and I think a really funny one is just Pepsi. Pepsi. The thing about Pepsi is that Coke, Coke already existed. There was already Coca-Cola. They had a stranglehold on cola, if you, you know, if, if you, if you allow that. A stranglehold, if you will. They cornered the cola market because they invented what cola is. Understandable. Totally cool. Pepsi comes along, okay? Pepsi is not as good as Coca-Cola. If you think that Pepsi even holds a fucking candle to Coca-Cola, you've lost your goddamn mind. Um, quit shilling for Michael Jackson, okay? Michael Jackson's innocent, by the way. Um, and then they came along. And what, you're going to challenge Coca-Cola at their own game with your shitty, overly sweet, non-spice? There's no spice in there like there's with Coca-Cola. You can taste the Christmas in Coca-Cola. You can taste, I don't know, something, you know? Pepsi, there's nothing. Pepsi, you're just like, this is just cola, right? There's a difference between Coke and cola. Coke is Coca-Cola. It's a it's a subsect of cola, right? Pepsi is just cola. It's just, I don't want to drink cola. <laughs> what an odd concept. Cola? What is this? It's some sort of black caramel. What is that? It's cola flavored? I don't know. They invented their own flavor. They came along. Their name is hilarious. Pepsi. It's perfect. It sounds like you're Pepsi, you know? Red, white, and blue. They got the American colors in there. American flag, baby. And it sucks. And now somehow there's this there's this split where they're doing taste comparisons on uh, TV. What, what are you tasting? What, what are you What are you tasting for? Coca-Cola is better. I mean, it just doesn't even... That's so crazy to me. Anyway, I'm off topic. Um, what not to do with your life. Do not drink Pepsi-Cola. That is fucking crazy. We, just get RC-Cola. If you want to be a contrarian, okay? And I would say, don't be a contrarian too much. I would say, conform just enough. Life, life, a good amount of life is conformity, okay? And you have to choose when, when to deviate from that. So if you want to deviate from the clearly rational choice of Coca-Cola and you want to pick something, pick RC Cola. Don't, don't pick Pepsi. That's crazy talk. That's crazy. Like if you want to be contrarian to Nike, you always go to Adidas, but you know the really cool ones are like, um, what is it, Fila, F-I-L-A? I don't even know how the fuck you say that. Fila, Fila, or Reebok, you know what I mean? Like, those are the really cool ones. That's like you have taste, you know what I mean? Like, you know enough about this to have some taste. <clears throat> have a little taste. Like, if you're going to be a contrarian, put something in there. 
have some sort of uh, addition to the equation. Don't just go for the next one. Oh, I don't really like iPod. I like Zune. No, I guess Zune would actually be kind of cool. I would still buy a Zune if they had them. I think Zune is cool. That's a cool idea. Like, it's surprising to me that they never did a Zune phone. You know? I think that that would have really given Apple a run for its money. Unless, of course, Apple is part of, like, you know, the larger kind of conspiracy to enslave the human race, of course, so they don't really want another type of brand to compete with them. So until they create Android to make it seem like there's actually, like, it's a product and an actual market and it's not, you know, you actually, quote, have the freedom to buy it and, quote, choose between the two brands. I mean, come on, you know, that's an illusion maybe. But uh, I don't want to get too far down that hole. That's another thing. Don't believe too much in conspiracy theories, okay? I did a lot of that growing up. I'm still quite young, but I believed in a lot of conspiracy theories, and I think that it's this over-philosophization of every concept in my life and a lot of drugs that led me to believe that there was some sort of overarching conspiracy, you know, because you start to develop this... um, what am I trying to say? Like some sort of, you like narratives. You like a grand narrative to explain things. So you take all the unexplainable things and you explain them. You know, people say that you do that with religion or whatever. Same thing with conspiracy theories. Don't believe too many of those because even if they're true, you'll never know. That's that. That's the nugget on conspiracy theories. QAnon or whatever. Let's say that that's real. And there is some sort of dude who works at the EPA, and he's releasing little cryptic secrets to his, you know, majority white middle class followers, um, you know, even if that's real, you will never know, you'll never fucking know, because the storm, or whatever they say, when Trump is gonna arrest Obama and Hillary Clinton, or whatever, that's never gonna fucking happen, okay, it's never gonna happen, you'll never know if 9-11 was an inside job, you will never know who killed JFK. There's speculation, and then there's, you know, what makes the most sense or whatever. You will never know for as long as you live. Don't believe too much in it. It's much better, in my humble opinion, to go along with enough of the narrative, the official narrative, right? Like, Lee R. Harvey Oswald killed JFK. Except most of those, uh, the official story. Except most of them. You can deviate a little bit to be a contrarian. You know, like I do that. I do that with um, uh, with climate change, you know. Do I think climate change is a real thing? Yes, I do. But when people bring it up, I have this thing where I like to say, you know, I still think the research is out on that. I still think the jury is out on that, rather. I'm still, I, I don't know, okay? I don't know. And, of course, people are like, you know, that's fucking stupid or whatever. I like that. I like being a little contrarian or like evolution. I'm like, I don't know, man. Evolution seems kind of nutty to me. You know, seems a little wacky. Frederick Nietzsche didn't believe in evolution. You know, he didn't believe in that shit. And then you can kind of ride the coattails. That's a, that's a, that's a fallacy is to say you should believe something because somebody else did, but whatever. I don't give a shit. Makes me sound smart. So you can deviate a little bit, but if you believe totally that everything is a lie, 
that's not good for your brain. That's not good for your noodle. And there's no point in believing something that's not good for your noodle because you'll never know. You will never know. Accept the official story. Live in the matrix, as it were. You know, everybody's always like, you know, you've got Morpheus with the blue pill and the red pill. It's really just going to come down to a, the red being red pilled, right, is just hearing a really convincing alternative to the main narrative. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, um, secretly the Democrats are the racist ones, bro. I'm about to red pill you. It's been the Democrats since day one, dude. You know, it's like that. It's just an alternative, and you make it sound like it's believable, but e neither of them are really provable because they're supported by morals, you know, and values, and then you have to insert different types of meaning into different situations, and so you're going, you can create different narratives to describe the same time in history. Do you know what I mean? So don't believe too much in, in conspiracies because I think if you at least conform enough and accept enough of what everybody says is the truth, you get along much better. You get along much better. Um, yeah, I think that's that's good, man. I used to believe in the, what is it, the Anunnaki conspiracy theory? It's not necessarily, I'm looking for my e-cig so I can puff on it and not edit it out. I can't find it. Oh, found it. So, I used to believe in the Anunnaki uh, conspiracy theory. I don't know if you know much about that, but it's pretty wacko. It's pretty wacko. Um, Richard Ike, David Ike, excuse me. David Ike is this old British soccer player whose hands are mangled with arthritis, and he um, first came out as the son of God. He went on a British talk show, um, and everybody knows him as the, this ex. Um, soccer star or football player and uh, he was like I'm the son of God and they were like David you silly arthritic bastard fool no you're not and he was like oh yes I am and if you know if you back in the time during Jesus and he said that he was the prophet as well you would have also laughed at him you know and whatever a decent point I gotta give it to David Icke there um and then he kind of went off the deep end. He His arthritis got worse. His fingers twisted even more. And then he started to say that the world was run by interdimensional hyperspace lizard people called the Anunnaki. Now, the Anunnaki are responsible, according to David Icke and Babylonian, I believe it's Babylonian um, mythology, they are responsible for the human race itself. And that they actually genetically manipulated the DNA of primates so that human beings would evolve on earth and they created us as a slave race to worship them and to serve them and they have trapped us here um, with all of the ideas of human history and all of these ideas have actually um, propped up a hierarchical system that is not necessary and that's also why Part of the human brain is, what is it, the Aswene brain, or A-C-U-I-N-E, I think it's whatever. It's the reptilian brain. It's because we're part reptile. They took their DNA, and then they combined it with a primate, and then they turned us into their bastard little monkey children. That's what they did. And, you know, like what, like the, the moon is fake is is big part of that. So, 
um, Saturn is beaming out uh, radio waves. And these radio waves are being received by the moon. The moon is then projecting them toward the Earth, creating a false hologram reality. So we're not actually able to even see the true world around us because they use vibrations. You see, it's, it's very clever, isn't it? They come in with different vibrations. Everything's energy, mate. Anything, everything's energy, and it's all vibrating around you. And they've manipulated the vibrations until you can't even tell what's real and what's not. And they can make things hard just like that. You can knock right on it, and that's just vibrations, mate. And they manipulate all that from the moon. Right. So and then and then you get even deeper. And a big part of that is this experiment that NASA did uh, where so they they were doing this thing. They were measuring, I don't know, sound coming from the moon. I don't know what the fuck they were doing there, what they, what, what they were listening for. But something crashed into the moon and the moon goes, mm, it hummed weird, weird. Um so then they intentionally crashed a large satellite into it that was larger than the thing that originally hit the moon, and they found that it hummed louder, longer. Mm. So they're like, the only way that can be the case is if the moon is hollow, my friend. Mind-blowing. Wow. Well, and then you're like, well, that's fucking stupid. And apparently all this really happened. I'm, get, I'm, I'm pretty sure that all of this is on the books as true history. Um... I don't have anybody here to verify that for me, so I'm going to ask you, the non-listener who doesn't exist, to please do that for me and fact-check me on that. Thank you. Um, so they were like, oh, the moon's hollow. And people were like, no, that's fucking dumb, until, oh, my God, you dig a little deeper. And every crater on the moon is relatively the same depth, I've also read. Okay. Seattle Transit there. I believe that's a bus driving by. Um, okay, yep, still driving. Okay, so now all the craters are the same depth. They're different widths, but they're the same depth. Now, you would expect a larger meteorite to crash deeper into the moon. But no, they all stop at the same point, leading others to speculate as well that not only is it hollow, there's a there's an impenetrable outer shell, and there it's housing a little space station in there from which they use it as a little control center to beam this this fake holographic reality down to us, mate, to track us, to trap us in a a web of lies, mate, you know. It's devious, isn't it? So, I believed in that for a little while because there's some pretty great fucking videos on it, and I mean, you should definitely dabble in it because it's super interesting. Um, Do Not Watch This Film is a really good one, and I'm pretty sure they took that off YouTube. If I'm being totally honest with you. So there might be some truth behind that. Um, but no, I mean, I got I went down that fucking rabbit hole, dude. And they have videos on YouTube where, you know, because a big part of the conspiracy is that celebrities and um, people on TV in general, like newscasters and stuff, people who give you your information are part of these reptilian shape-shifting beings called the Anunnaki. Because the Anunnaki, a thing about them is that since they're hyperdimensional, they can look exactly like us. They just have to phase. They've got to phase into our, to our vibration field, mate. they got to phase in. They can look just like us, you know. Change exactly how they look. And uh, so you can see people like Nicki Minaj. And she's talking to fucking, I don't know, Barbara Walters. And she blinks her eye. And it's normal when the eyes shut. And then when the eye opens, 
it's a lizard eye, and then when she shuts it again, when she's blinking, and opens it again, it's a normal eye. There's videos like that online. I don't know how much of, I mean, I'm sure that's doctored, you know, but some of them, dude, they're convincing. And you can even see in some of them, their fucking skin starts to move like it's melting, you know, as if like they've got this, this little, this little costume on and it's starting to malfunction. You know, it's very odd. It's very interesting. So I was, I was captivated. I showed my mom. My mom is very what's the word impressionable so I was like mom check this out and even so we're you know she's sitting there smoking a bowl and I'm sitting there just like probably also smoking a bowl and we're watching this and she's like no shit dude you know that's not good for your brain I would rather just believe even if the Anunnaki is 100% real and I I could be a member of the Anunnaki and not know it I don't know it could be like they live where everybody's just a lizard person I don't know it could all be a fucking dream. You know, this could all be a lie. Doesn't matter to me. I would rather just, you know what I like to do? I like to eat a full meal dipped in mayonnaise. I don't give a fuck if mayonnaise, burgers, and fries are real things at all. I don't care. But I like to do that, and I'm going to keep doing it. I don't have to know whether or not it's real. I would rather just keep doing that. At this point, I prefer the lie to the truth. You know what I mean? And I think that's just kind of how you have to live your life, man. Don't don't dabble too much in wanting to know, quote, the truth too much. Because the truth sucks. And what are you going to do? Change anything? You're not going to change shit. Shit. Isn't that what, um, isn't that what Hamlet, is that Hamlet? To be or not to be, that's a question. Whether tis nobler to suffer the slings and arrows of something outrageous fortune. I'm more quoting Billy Madison doing an impression of Hamlet than actually Hamlet. That's what I'm doing there. But I'm pretty sure that that's what that's about, is whether or not you should actually do something um, to, like, change the world or, like, to make it a better place because you believe in it, or if you should just, like let it be and just do your own thing i'm inclined and you guys can you know you can shit on me all you want the one person who ever makes it this far into a podcast that i make i um i'm gonna say you should just mind your own business and let the world suck i don't really think it's your responsibility you know i don't really think so i want to go on a rant really quick about the invisible man which is a movie with the lady from uh, Handmaid's Tale. I don't know what her name is. I'm not going to comment on her appearance um, because I'm a gentleman, okay? But she is a homely woman, and I like that. I like that she's homely because in, you know, sometimes you look at her and you're like, you know, she's actually pretty good looking, and then other times you're like, yikes. And I think that's how most people look. I look I look like that, and it's probably quite more more often it's probably yikes, you know, but like maybe when I've got a perfectly nice haircut and I'm wearing a tuxedo and I'm surrounded by diamonds, you could look at me and, and say, yeah, okay, looking pretty good there. But the movie is flawed, okay? I don't know who directed it, um, but it was fucking stupid. Uh, that's mean. That's a lot. But it was dumb. It was so stupid. Like, she could have easily so many times proven that she was being followed by an invisible man. The problem was, she was too vocal. She was too vocal. 
because and here's the okay i'm about to get deep into this what makes her think that she hasn't lost her fucking mind do you know what i mean what makes her think that she's not crazy an invisible person has never existed before and now you know you're just like oh he it's not that my mind is playing tricks on me it's not that i've gone through a horribly traumatic experience and i might be just kind of wigging myself out a little bit it's no i know for sure that there is an invisible man following me and that is my ex-boyfriend and so she became very vocal because she believed it so much how are you not like critical you're suspicious of yourself and your own mind and be like holy shit dude i might be losing it i might be losing my shit and now here is the thing she could have if she was just a little more suspicious of her own mind she could have silently in her own into herself to test whether or not she was crazy she could have proven that she was being followed by an invisible man she could have done it dude you don't say anything to anybody at all you know you um you leave this is what she could have done Okay, so she promised, spoiler alerts, guys, so she promises her best buddy, who's letting her stay at his place, promises his daughter a lot of money for college. Now, she could have left the apartment, being followed by the invisible man all day, I'm sure, and texted this guy and said, you know, I'm really worried about home security. And now one of the uh, conditions of me giving your daughter all of this money is I would like you to use some of it for home surveillance. And this is going to sound very weird. And I understand, but it's 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 for a bigger surprise. You know, she could have made up a lie and said, I don't want you to mention the home security. And I am going to only mention it in this one text. And please don't ever talk to me about it in person because it's for a larger surprise. And I know it's weird. But just please set up a camera in every room. Please. I will be gone for a couple days. When I come back, I hope that they're there because there's a big surprise in store. Now. She goes home. I don't know. She goes home. And now the invisible man doesn't know that that's what's happening because she could have texted in a way where it was very hard for the invisible man to, to see what she was typing. Okay. And when she got home, she could have run her own little experiment to see if he was caught on camera doing whatever. She could have thrown a package of flour out there and doused him in flour or whatever. Caught it on camera and shown it to the man and said, this is going to sound fucked. Okay. But this footage is real and undoctored. I have, I do not own a laptop to even edit the footage. There is an invisible man following me. Look at this picture. And he would have been skeptical, but he would have been like, okay, that is quite odd. I will give you that this, this apparition looking, uh, flower dusted invisible man walking around that's very odd and i i won't rule it out it seems crazy but i won't rule it out so and then then here's the other thing okay then she starts acting crazy that's the problem you acted nuts you were so convinced and you knew in your heart that you were being followed by an invisible man but you acted fucking crazy what was the thing where they're sitting there and they're just like okay 
um, how are you feeling? And she's like, she has her chin tucked down super far, and she's looking up just out like up the top of her eyes. So you can like, her her chin is tucked all the way back, and, and all you can see is the top of her eyes. And she goes, he's here right now. Looking like a fucking lunatic. Yeah, people are going to think you're fucking nuts, lady. You should have just been like, conducted yourself in a very professional manner you very very rationally say guys i understand that this looks fucking crazy i understand why i'm here okay i am totally sane i'm gonna answer all your questions logically rationally um and articulately now here's the crazy thing and then you just present your argument in a nice case like that where they can obviously see that you're not emotionally distressed you know, at least pretend not to be emotionally distressed, don't have all of the telltale signs of somebody having a nervous breakdown, and people might, even though they're going to think you're fucking nutso, they might take you a little more seriously. <clears throat> even David Icke has a following, and that guy is fucking crazy wacko with the Anunnaki shit, you know what I mean? And then there's the, uh, the last thing that just blew my fucking mind, okay, is when she's in the restaurant with her sister, and she's just like, oh, I'm going to have the crab or whatever. And this knife gets picked up by the Invisible Man, slices her sister's throat, and the Invisible Man slaps it into the to the main character's hand to make it look like she just cut this woman's throat. That's the best thing that that fucking dude could have done for you. I mean, you know, in, you know, your sister's dead now. I'm sorry, but, like, think about it. There's cameras in this place, man. There's fucking not cameras everywhere. Now you say... All right, coppers, you got me. Now, I want you to play the video back, okay? Because consciously, I'm going to tell you rationally, I believe that my ex-boyfriend faked his death and he perfected the technology of invisibility because, as you know, he was a world leader in optics. She even used that argument once, okay? Which was good. Just sounding like a fucking nut job when she did it. Now, you say, now to support my argument... I would like you to watch video footage. And what you're going to see is a knife float up from the table, slice this woman's throat, and it gets slapped into my hand. Now, if I murdered this woman, I am the greatest magician who has ever lived. And you should know by now that no cage can contain me because I levitated a knife, sliced my own sister's throat, and slapped it into my own hand. Oh my god, and this gets me... This fuck... Oh my god, this movie was crazy. Okay, so she goes up to the attic, and she finds a knife that I believe... What is it? She finds a knife that he supposedly used to kill himself, or something along those lines. She finds, she finds I believe it's a gun and a knife in her attic that... And she finds his cell phone the invis who her ex-boyfriend she believes is the invisible man she finds his cell phone in the apartment leading her to conclude yes it is my ex-boyfriend who's following me then he is invisible now her first indication isn't to go also to the police and say can you is there any way to triangulate to see the location of this phone for the last however many much time to see that it was not in my possession and that the person who owns this phone and is able to unlock it is walking around in fucking broad daylight? 
therefore it must be my ex-boyfriend? Or, and she touches it. His fingerprints could be on there. His fucking fingerprints, dude. And if they can time them, they can show that this motherfucker's alive. Same thing with the knife. And she puts her fucking fingerprints all over it. I couldn't. I was like, you are not... You don't think like a criminal. You don't think like a, a street smart person. Do you know what I mean? So many problems with that movie. Though in the ending, okay, super spoiler, she throws paint on him and she shoots him. You couldn't have done that 500 years ago when you were sitting in the room all alone and you were pouring coffee all over the floor to see his footsteps come up to you. If you believe he's in the room, literally hold spray paint in your hand. And then when you think he's around, spray paint him in the face. And then once he's spray painted, kill him. Do something to him. Fight him. Get a taser. Get a taser. Ask, text your friend to buy you a taser and give it to you. Tell him to leave it somewhere through text. Leave it under here. I'll grab it later. She grabs it incognito. Oh, Invisible Man sees she just picked up something that looks like, I don't know, car keys. Okay, no big deal. Car keys in her hand. Oh, create some situation where the Invisible Man puts his hands on me and then shock him. Like, you had to have been more creative, lady. I'm sorry. All I'm saying is, you could not Invisible Man me. You couldn't Invisible Woman me. Anything. You couldn't. What a crazy, stupid fucking movie. It was very entertaining, though. It was entertaining, just fucking dumb. And that dude, what's that guy's name? Should I look it up right now? Is this too Joe Rogany? Am I ripping off Joe Rogan? Hey, Jamie, look that up, man. Have you looked at that um, Invisible Man Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu dojo? Yeah, God. That's fucking badass, man. That's badass. Yeah, apparently, well, you eat an elk steak, and then you smoke a bunch of DMT, and then you lay in a sensory deprivation tank, Jamie. Look this up, Jamie. And Alex Jones was talking to me about this, dude. And then, you know, when you're in the sensory deprivation tank, you're doing mind jujitsu against an invisible man. All right, sorry about that. All right, let me see. Um, Cast of invisible man and i'm gonna say that that's also pretty sexist in our you know in in the world today they keep doing these remakes and i'm dude i'm not like some boogaloo trump supporter i'm just making a joke here um but it seems kind of fucked up that in today's world of equality and pro-woman media they did a remake where of the ghostbusters and all these movies where they reverse the gender roles but they still had to make the invisible man they couldn't have made the invisible woman tormenting a man? Yeah. Just kidding. All right, let me see the cast here. This guy, man. This guy is so hot. Aldous Hodge. Or is that his character name? Or is that... It's Aldous Hodge. I mean, this guy is fucking gorgeous, man. He looks like... His skin is so beautiful. He's this perfect complexion of chocolate i mean it's just is this such a beautiful fucking man god but anyway uh don't watch that movie uh yeah so i mean that's the episode guys that's hyperwave this this edition of hyperwave um don't don't do all of that stuff and you should be pretty happy don't watch the invisible man that movie's fucking dumb um 
yeah, don't believe too much in conspiracies. Conform a little bit. Conform more than you think you should, I think is good for you. Um, follow me on Twitter. I mean, there's no way you've listened this long. Follow me on Twitter, uh, at Baltimore Lori, B-A-L-T-I-M-O-R-E-L-O-R-I. Follow me on Twitter, man. Love to hear from you. Give me an idea of what to cover on the next show. Probably not going to do philosophy very much anymore. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle it in, but I think I'm going to just start making this for me. And if you like to listen, then you like to listen. And welcome aboard there, matey. Do me a favor. Don't do anything stupid. Keep it real. And we'll be waiting for you here in the hyperwaves.